0: for the first time in 2012, amen, turn with me if you would to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, amen, amen, I think several folks are battling this junk going on around, so just pray for me on that, trying to cough in your ear too much uh, today, Um, but I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit, so thankful, that grace that that Don was referring to, it's real, if, he's ever, if I've ever been more sure of, of the, the the true uh, just word of God being real and the Holy Spirit being real, a person who had, can, had, has part of our life and wants to give us strength, I'm, I've been more sure of that through this than any other time in my life. And He's real today. And so uh, as we today go into this word today, I, I hope you'll just, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll get it. Your spirit will be open to receive it. And today, you'll let it work on you. Let it just work on you a little bit and, uh, and just realize how much we need this going into this new year. So uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, uh, it reads like this. Uh, it says that in the red letter of Jesus, it says, therefore, that whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, look at your neighbor and say, do it, do it. amen. I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But whoever hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and it was a great fall. Let's pray one more time. God, thank you today for the word. God, it's life-giving. God, it brings strength. It brings peace. God, it brings comfort. Lord, it also challenges us. But God, I thank you today, God, that it is life. And Lord, I thank you that right now, Father, our hearts will be open to you. And Lord, we're thankful, God, as a church, this word has been so more true right now. God, we've experienced that. And God, that when storms come, Lord, we have you. We have you, and we're so thankful for that, and we give you praise for it today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you look better this year than you did last year. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all get better looking with age. Miss Kitty. The first time Miss Kitty in here, I told you this was a good looking group. She had some eye surgery done and and uh and and so and has been very successful. I told her, I said, You didn't realize how good looking your pastor was till now, did you? So uh, uh, so and she said, I always knew it, but that confirmed it. But uh, so uh, um, but again, I I didn't, I'm just, I didn't hear that, I didn't hear that, and I don't want to, I don't guess. Y'all laughing at me, but um. But I'm thankful today for the Holy Spirit, for His Word. I'm thankful for you guys. Uh, we need each other, and we need the Holy Spirit, and that's what's happening, and that's what's going on. Uh, and I'm, uh, again, thankful for His Word, is life. It's life-giving today, and I pray to bring life to you, your situation, your circumstance. I'm just going to go ahead and record today, if, if you will. You can drop this down if you need to, but I'm going to go on record today and say this is probably going to be, it will be the most powerful, awesome message, one of the best messages I've ever preached in 2012. So uh, this is it. I believe that this is it. I believe this will be the best one I've ever preached this year so far. So uh, we'll go on record that. We'll take that. But what we've been doing as a church, we ended 2011. And I didn't know when we started this three months back or so now how long this would take us. And I just let the Holy Spirit try to lead this and go with this and let His Word be timely. And so uh, we have been in a series as a church called The Parable. And uh, what we 've been doing is we 've been looking at unpacking the red letters of Jesus. I love every word in the Bible. Try to walk it out don 't a lot of times and mess it up. mean, I love the red letters of jesus they're they 're powerful to know that He spoke these words, and we know this is the Word of God' it's living, and everything that's said is of him and and, and God breathed but uh, it 's just something about those red letters. So what we did, we left two thousand and eleven in this series. We're starting off this year in this series, and uh, I've asked the Lord to his help and, uh, w- with this today, and I tell you, it's just amazing. Several weeks back, this is the word that he told me he'd be, he'd be sharing today through me, and um, I was like, cool, that's a good, good, good parable, Lord. I thank you for that, so, but uh, I tell you, it just, it just has, has a lot of meaning right now, and so as we've been doing this, we know that a, a parable is a small story that Jesus used, and it, it, it illustrated a big point. It was a big idea. There was a lot to be said here. So in this parable today, um, this, as we look at, it, it has several different names. Like some of these parables do, they get called different names if you look them up and you're studying them. Uh it gets called the wise and foolish builder. Uh it gets called, uh, if, if you're a U you version app person right now, it may say at the top of your, your uh Bible right in there, it, it, it will probably say something like that um it is the two builders. Uh that's true, too. Um I like what my Bible says right here. On the top of mine, just a little caption, it says, "Build on the rock. I like that. Just uh, don't give you the option. It just tells you what to do. So uh, today, you can call it what you want to. You'll probably see it underneath our our website and on iTunes, underneath the two builders. But uh, today, this is a conclusion of a message that Jesus preached. I want you to hear this today, that that this is powerful. This is a big deal. Jesus had been preaching probably his most powerful. Um, The most important message he ever preached. I mean, you know, he preached some stuff, but this gets called the Sermon on the Mount. We hear this uh, labeled. And so for three chapters, Jesus had been preaching. You, this this message started off in, in in Matthew chapter five. He carries this through six, even into seven. So uh, so if you don't like long-winded preachers, you one of those five-minute guys, and you're ready to get it out. You probably wouldn't like Jesus too much. But for three chapters, I mean nonstop. You fold the pages. It is red letter. He is going at it. He is bringing the truth, and I, and I love it. If you will study that, your life will change this year. And I want to challenge you to do that this year. And we may do this as a series later. Look at and unpack this message that he preached, but. For three chapters, Jesus is speaking the word of life. He is going through how we live life. He is dealing with every issue that we face. He talks about a whole lot of things in those three chapters. And then what he does at the end of this this sermon, when it's all said and done, he brings this conclusion, and I love Jesus. I love how he does his work. He says, in verse 24, he says, Therefore. Can you hear him just saying that? I don't know. That might be, you know, uh, King James might have took that and did a little something with it. I don't know exactly how he said it, but the point was the same. He said, when it's all said and done, I've preached this word to you. I've given you three chapters of life and helped you and, and taught you how to get through the circumstances and situations that you face. He said, now, therefore. All right, as a result of all that, therefore, I want you to do this. And then he begins to go into this word. And, I, and in just three verses here, four verses here, he, he changes everything about how we should view life. He changes everything about today, how I want you to view 2012. I don't know how you ended this last year. I don't know what this year brought for you for some victory, for some tragedy, no matter how you left this year, but as you go into this year, I hope you'll do these things. And so the Holy Spirit has given me five quick things today, and i, I, I encourage you to take notes. I, I believe the success rate of getting to heaven is higher if you take notes, so uh, I just encourage it. But uh, so verses, of, I'm going to give you five things, but as we look at this scripture today, five things the Holy Spirit has given me is that we need to learn from these, ver- these words is this. Number one is this, and it's in verse 24, is this is we have to hear the word, Amen. okay, he says that therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever hears the word, I, I want to challenge you this year, some of us, have, we, we can, just because stuff gets busy and things get difficult and times get rough or whatever the situation may be, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to pull back from some of the most important things we need to be doing, I love when I asked Don and Jennifer if they were going to be with us this morning, they said we'd be no other place. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I mean, do they have a right to stay home? Yeah, they've been, they're have they going through something. But they understand that I need to hear God's word. I need God's word. And he said in the scripture, Jesus said it. He says that whoever hears these sayings, we have to understand how strong this is. I want to challenge you this year. Some of you made resolutions that you've already messed up. Of you, you, you started it. You said last night you made this. You sung Old Lang Zion or whatever that song is, and all old acquaintance. And then you stepped out and you woke up this morning and you said, Man, I'm not going to eat these certain things. And you forgot. <laughs> you went to the refrigerator, you done broke it out, you, and you done forgot that, that you, you done messed this thing up. Today, don't make this just a New Year's resolution. Right. Don't make this just something that you're going to break, but make the decision that I'm going to get God's word in me this year. I hope you'll do this. I hope you'll make it a daily effort and say, I'm just going to set aside a little bit of time to get God's Word in me. As a pastor, I read God's Word, but I get God in me. I listen to podcasts, I listen to Scripture. I hear the Word. I read the Word. It's a powerful thing when we get the Word of God in us. I hope you'll say this. I'm going to go ahead and today, January 1, start off on the right foot. Jesus said I needed to do this. He was very particular about it. He said that we need to hear the Word of God and say, I'm going to go ahead and make a commitment. If it's possible, I'm going to be in church on Sunday look at jab them, not hard but just jab them a little bit say he is speaking to you <laughs> come on this is a true word today and 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 listen listen I'm gonna go ahead today and do this uh, they go ahead and make this decision and choice because the word of God is powerful is life-giving it brings you strength and you need it make the decision to do this I'm going to be in church on Wednesday nights I'm going to do, you know something, I'm going to be a man and I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to, I'm going to leave my home well. I'm going to make commitments to be at the men's meetings and I'm going to learn. I've seen Donnie get through some stuff this week because he's been, been getting God's word, him in our men's meeting and building relationships there. It is so powerful. I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to, when I have the opportunity. Not well, football zone, so that's more important. Not well, this or that. I'm going to make this. I want to get God. I want to hear God's word. I'm going to get there. Ladies. You're missing a lot if you ain't a part of the Women of Faith meetings. You get to those meetings, you get there. Accountability groups that should be starting and happening, and several are. Make time. Get God's word in you and get around each other. Every opportunity you can, make the decision. Go in 2012 saying that I'm going to hear God's word. I've made the choice. I'm going to get God's word in me. Why, Pastor? Why is it so important? Because Romans 10:17 says this: faith comes. By hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. It's God's Word that's going to get you through it. How do we get through difficult situations? God's Word's in us. I, I can tell you, in, in my situation, we get hit with a lot of stuff as pastors. But, man, how do you get God's Word? Are you strong emotionally? No, I'm a wreck. God's Word's not. How do you, you feel in your heart and your mind? Broken. How's God's Word? Faithful. How's God? true faith comes to us by hearing the words so it's so a make the choice make the decision every opportunity i can i'm gonna get in god's house i'm gonna get god's word in me i'm gonna take some time out of my day this busy it may be take a little little bit of time and say i'm gonna get god's word in my heart because he said we need to hear these things then he goes on and does this and i love i love just how he just uh don't make it that easy for us because well, some of us do that some of us get god's word in us But Jesus doesn't stop there. He says this. He says, whoever hears these sayings and does them, number two thing we got to do is we got to get God's word. That's but number two is this we got to do the word. I want to thank this church and for all those who have been doing the word. Over the past week, not just this week, but, but showing that, I thank you for that. Uh, don't come to church or, and just hear God's word and say, well, amen or oh, me, but get God's word in you and then go do this work. One of the things we do on Wednesday nights is we unpack the scriptures and look at that through a Bible study and teaching. I say, how do we apply this to our life? What do we do with this? How do we use this word now? Go out and change your world with it and affect those. And so we made that decision and we make that choice and, and we give. Is it always easy to do God's word? No. No. Is it difficult sometimes? to do? Yes. Is it hard? But does his word work? Yes. And he says this in the scriptures. He said, James 1, don't be just a doer of the word. Be, don't just hearers only, be doers of the word. And if you don't, you deceive yourself. See, so you're, you're deceiving yourself. If all you do is hear this, say amen, and don't do it. But when you do it, you can watch God work. So this year, make this choice to go ahead and say, I ain't going to just, just say amen or even just sit back. I'm going to do this word. How do we do the word? We give, yeah. we serve, we love. We, we, we read it and say, God, help me do it. And we walk forth in God's help by the help of the Holy Spirit. We go we do what God said to do. Can you do it? Yes, you can. Is it do something to you? Oh, hallelujah. Man, I tell you, it does something. I've watched some of you guys this week, man, just, just operate underneath the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I love it, so thankful for what God's doing through you. So we're not going to hear it. We're going to do it. And then number three thing is this. Because because of this, we have to understand that we're all building Something. Okay. His scripture said in verse 4, he said, whoever hears these sayings of mine does them. I will liken him to a wise man who built. All right. Who, who built. You have to see today that every person in this room, you're all building something. If I see that not, I don't know if I've made the decision yet to start building. So, no, you're all building something, and you're all building on something. Every person in this room, the parable says that the wise person built and the foolish person built. They both built. They built on different things. That's right. Every person in this room is building. Every decision in 2012, every choice you make, every decision you decide to walk in is laying another brick on a foundation of something. Thank you. It is, <laughs> Amen. I mean, it, the, every brick, every, every decision, every choice, and, and again, sometimes we just well, I'm not. No, you are. Yes. It's important. Each person in this room, the choice is not if you're building. The, decision, the question is where you're building. Amen. Amen. That's right. so what the question is for us today. The question is where we're we building at. I, I, and I'm thankful that the, the, there's there, there's an option. There's not just one choice. All right, that's the thing. He didn't just give us just the sand to build. He gave us another option. He gave us the rock. And I was thinking about some of these things. Just, just for us, just a second, just, you know, help me just kind of let my mind go crazy as it can sometimes. But I was looking at the attributes of rock and sand. Now, have you ever thought about that, that, that really as, as sand, that's what we enjoy spending time on? They write country songs about it. I don't get my toes in the sand. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, I mean, they, I, I've seen, was, that, was that his song? I, I, that was one of his songs. You think about it. I see your Facebooks, man, and you, you're ready to go, man. Oh, three more weeks, going to have my toes in the sand, and, and I'm going to sit back, and, and, and we go. Have you thought about what we do there? We go there, and we, we, we drop the towel out. We get the chairs out, and we just lay back and relax, and we just oh enjoy that so much. And then and when it, it's just when this heat, heat's kind of broken down on you, you, just, you step into the water, and then that, you're in that sand, and then what happens is you just begin to just do what? Some of us that we think, man, this is a pleasure thing. This is a good thing. It's okay. Listen to me. I ain't saying it ain't ain't fun building on a rock, but 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 listen to me. When you try to build on that substance, it's gonna sink. It's gonna fall. And I thought about the other attribute of the rock. Nobody wants to lay on that. (laughs) I ain't seen none of y'all's Facebook say, I'm going up your table rock, I'm gonna go lay on the rock. Oh, I can't wait to get up table rock and just lay on the rock. That's about stupid, but, but you know something. But, let, but you can build on that substance. Each of us in this room, we're building on something. Every person in this place, you don't, you don't see it, but you make a choice, and you're making a decision. I'm going to lay this brick, and I'm going to put this on some substance. You're putting it somewhere. Every time you make the choice, and I'm just, I mean, you have to see that. Every moment, every opportunity, you get each breath, you have the opportunity. You're going to make the choice. When I breathe out, what am I going to do with that breath? What word am I going to say? Am I going to save life? And am I going to speak truth? Am I going to build on this solid rock? You today, we have this choice, and we're all building somewhere. And the sad reason that, and the difficult part of this parable that's here is, we are all building on something, and there's a reason. And I I I, I have a difficult time sometimes with with, with preachers and pastors who don't uh, want to go ahead and just tell the Bible like it is. We say everything is going to be, hey, it's going to be all good, and hey, you know, and we have now. He said in this story that as a result of what happened, that a storm came. Fourth thing we got to do, we have to understand this today, is that we have to realize this storm will come. It's not fun. That's not easy to preach. It's not fun. Won't get many amens in this part of the sermon, but this is true. He didn't say, you know, you start building upon this rock because if a storm comes, you'll be able to stand it. He didn't say, you know, you don't build on the sand because if one day, he, he said that when the storm came, because in verse 25, it said the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, it beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And today we have to understand that we will go through storms. Why is it because God's this and that? It's because we live in a fallen world. We live in a cursed place because sin entered this world. That's the reason things happen that we don't like, we don't understand, we don't even, even want to kind of sometimes face and deal with. But we have to see that we live in a fallen place, we live in a fallen world, and as a result of that, sin entered it. That's why I'm thankful that that scripture over in Philippians, that my citizenship's not here. I'm hanging out here. I'm on vacation here. This is just something I'm passing through. My citizenship's in heaven. That is not a fallen place. It is a place where God dwells on the throne, and we can be in his presence forever. And today we have to understand and see this, that as a result of him, the storm may come. But Psalm 46 said, he is our refuge. Come on. He is our strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. And in, in John 16, Jesus said, a red letter says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may, res- may have peace. Right. In the world you might have tribulation. No, you will have tribulation. Amen. Now, you, you'll have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. He said, I've overcome the world. I was studying out that word tribulation, and in tribulation, um, it, it means a pressing. It's a pushing. It, it, is like it's a, it literally is a heavy weight when you study this out that comes down and pushes on you. It's tough. It's difficult. I mean, when you feel that pressure beating down and you feel things coming around you, and he said in this world we'll have that, but he also says that he's overcome this world. It's not the end for any of us in this room today And today if we see If we build on the solid rock Of Christ Jesus When the storm comes Not if We're still standing How do we praise today How do we still lift our hands today Because this church and your life Can be established on the rock Christ Jesus And no matter what may blow You can still give God praise You can still rejoice I will be glad I will rejoice in Him Last thing you told me, and I just want to share with you quick, is this. We need to have a revelation of what the rock represents in the story. Okay? I'll make it quick, but just Matthew 16. Turn with me, if you would, there, real quick. Matthew 16, just to 10 chapters over, 9 chapters over. Verses 13 through 17 says this. Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they say, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, uh, or one of the prophets. Verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say I am? Jesus is very concerned about who you say he is. You need to understand this. He's very concerned. Does he care what the media says about him? Does he care what? No. He's very particular. He cares about what you say. And And he's so much more than he was a good teacher. He's so much more than a good guy, and we should establish to try to have some of his attributes. No, he was a whole lot more to him than that. And there are, other, there are religions, there are things that are just trying to take away from who he is. We have to understand that Jesus is very concerned about who we say he is because he said to Peter, who do you say I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, "Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it." Hallelujah! Thank you. I used to read that sometimes. And I, I don't know. Again, just I mean that's why we got to really get into scriptures. So I thought for a while it was kind of like Peter was a representation of what it was about. He's, that's his name. His name Petros. And, and you know, Jesus gave him that name and it's a poem this raw. It had nothing to do with Peter. But everything to do with the revelation that Peter had. Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was. And today we have to understand is this, that everything we must build on and what this rock represents is we have to have a greater revelation of who Jesus is. Listen to me. As we enter in this new year, I love it. Yes. It's exciting. There is something that gets in you and you start seeing people tweeting and Facebook saying stuff. Man, 2012 and this and that. That, that, that brings exciting things. But another date on the calendar won't change you. Amen. Only Jesus will change you. You can say, oh, it's a new year, turn the pay. So that, that day is going to be just like the one right before it. Day one's going to be just like 365 if Jesus ain't in it. And it's when us as a church and as a body, we keep getting a great revelation of who he is, no matter what comes our way when it's all said and done. The storms blow, the winds come, not if. When it happens, when it's all said and done, you're still praising still worshiping, still rejoicing because he's still on the throne. None of that's ever changed. I've asked the worship team to help me today and I want them to just come on around at this time. Man, I just throw stuff on them sometimes and I thank them for just letting me do that. I don't know if you've been in this thing a while like I've been, but I've been in church a long time. I've been in this thing a long time. One of those songs that meant a lot to me growing up is on Christ the solid rock I stand. Oh, God. And I've asked him to help me with this today, and I just want to read this to you, and I, 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 want, I want you to hear these, these, these words, this song that's penned in this Bible, and even more so today we can see how true it is. He says that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, Although the ground is sinking sand. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelping flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. And we shall come and trump a trumpet sound. For may I then in Him be found, dressed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne.